Do you love anime, gaming, movies, and discovering how your favorite pop culture affects everything you do? Then join us on Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect. I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray. And I'm Leah President. Every week you can listen in while we break down the latest pop culture news and dish on what new releases we can't get enough of. Whether you love movies, I'm going to tell you all about the uh, hopeful 4K re-release of Tron Legacy that happens. (laughs) (laughs) I'm right there with you. Or music. The music in this show is absolutely incredible. Or anime. And under this mask is another mask. (laughs) (laughs) You can discover your new favorites right here on The Anime Effect. Listen every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts, and watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or on the Crunchyroll YouTube channel. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to the Fringe of It. Episode number five. Well. It feels quite strange to be IRL. I know, once again, we meet again. It, I don't know if I preferred it last week. Oh, was it just better without my company? <laughs> I think I just preferred wearing my pyjamas. I know, but you, you've got a great dress on today though, I will say. We are very glammed up. We're very glammed up, and that is because we are doing our first event this evening. At the Hoxton Hotel in Shoreditch. Oh my god. I'm so excited, but I'm really quite nervous. Yeah, I am, for want of a better phrase, bricking it. Yeah, I always get really nervous before these things, and I feel like I just get a bit jittery. Liv has been quite hysterical singing, um, I think, um, all, a variety of songs to me from the bathroom. I know. Sorry, from the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm coming down with a bit of a cold as well, so it's just a fusion of a lot of feelings. Um, but I'm very excited. And we are already planning our second event, so stay tuned for that, because the wheels are in motion. So if you've missed out on this occasion, fear not. Back on to this week, we are without snow now, it's a balmy 10 degrees. I am positively boiling, I've had to ask Liv to open up the window in the hotel room. You would think it's the height of summer, the way you're behaving. (laughs) I, I find hotel rooms very warm. Yeah. I know a lot of people struggle with this, I mean you're... I'm a cold person. Yeah. I'm like I'm like a real nana. I've always got my thermals on, always got layers on, and I'm either very, very hot or very, very cold. There's no happy medium. I've got sweaty palms. That's how warm it is in here. I can't tell whether it's nerves or not, though. Yeah, I know. Everything is masked by nerves. I know, but 10 degrees is quite a scorcher. I know. I, well, you don't need your coat if you go at a brisk pace. I know. For anyone outside the UK, feel free to chuckle away because we're a pathetic bunch. <laughs> we really are. But... Should we talk about what's been going on this week? Because I feel like we always nutter a lot before we actually get into the real heart of things. Yeah, that's true. I will. Let's try and be strict this week. Yeah, we're going to be waffle. strict. I know. I don't want people to wonder why they're listening. We waffle so much. We're like, so what is this episode even about? <laughs> who who are these two, and why why am I giving them my ear what time? What is going on? So where should we start? Well, let's start with that program that you were messaging <gasps> me about last night. Let's start with Telly Talk. 
<laughs> Liv's just doing our own music now. That was um, wonderful. Choreographed for us and us only. Um, well, last night I had quite the delectable television evening. It I was, was really, really jealous. It started off... What did I watch first of all? I saw, Oh, the Celebrity British... Great British Bake Off. Started off with that. So who was on that? So who was on... Good question. Uh, Martin Kemp, my favourite... Oh. Yeah. Oh. I have... Um, dreams about martin kemp really not not rude dreams but like quite quite passionate dreams where we're in love oh wow like a deep a deep kind of passionate love affair wow like did you imagine yourself as like was it shirley yes yeah oh, the way he speaks about shirley oh it's beautiful oh. yeah martin sorry who else I his just, eyes you could swim in them couldn't you i just think he's he is getting better with age he is charming as well he's I- Delightful. Oh, yeah, I imagine he is. Really well-mannered. Yeah, <laughs> exactly what I like in a gentleman. And who else is on it apart from Martin Harry Kent? Hill. He's a fun guy. Um, He was on it. And then who else was on it? I watched it for a long time and my memory's getting bad. It's me by osmosis. I know, you're sucking it out of me. I can't remember who else was on what it. What were they doing? They so did. So who was their judge-wise? Judge so it was Noel and it was Prue. It was the same, same, same line-up as per normal. And they, for their showstopper challenge, they had to make one of their best ever memories out of biscuits. Oh, I don't uh, even know where yeah, I'd begin. I know, so with Martin Kemp, it was um, when Spando Ballet played Band-Aid. Or Live Aid, sorry. <laughs> and how how did he manifest that through biscuit form? I know, I think he had to do 25 biscuits. So he did Tony Hadley, who he ate later. <laughs> <laughs> I am gutted that I missed last night. It was it was amazing. And then Harry Hill did, well, I think he uh, might have um, embellished this a little bit, when he went on a desert island with Camilla Parker Bowles, um, or the Duchess, um... And she was sunbathing and he was buried in the sand. It was it was interesting. So who else was on it? Can you remember anybody else apart from Martin Kemp and Harry Hill? I can. I've just remembered that Bill Turnbull was on it and that was the heartbreaker, the news presenter from BBC. He is absolutely wonderful. That I won't I won't spoil I mean it's not really anything to be spoiled, but um No well we can't announce the winner because I don't want he, to know who he won. Didn't win. What do, I haven't watched it. Oh, it was well. Okay. So Bill didn't win, but don't tell me who else won. Okay, I won't tell you who else. I see who else was on it. See, all the articles I'm reading only focus on three people. So I'm like, maybe there were only just four people in the tent. Maybe there was just four people in the tent. Maybe that's why I couldn't remember anyone. <laughs> oh my God, imagine if there was just four people in the tent. That is why. That is why I couldn't remember bloody anyone. Was there any four people in the tent? Harry Hill. There was only four people, and that is why I was struggling so much. I was like, God, Liv, your memory is absolutely appalling. Hang on, who was number four? It was Roisin, who is a comedian. Oh, there we go, so there were only four people in the tent. Yeah, so I feel a lot better about my terrible memory. I thought there was, is there 12 to begin with? I think so, I was worried there was 12 people, I could only think of four, and I was like, this could be a real loss of my memory. But alas, there are only four celebrities. Right, that is fine. Um, I I feel like we need to swiftly move on from Bake Off. Okay, so that was on, and I love that, obviously. I'm a real um, veteran for Bake Off. And also, the programme that followed was called Seven Year Switch Up. That's what it was called. I can't wait to watch this. Oh my God. So I've not stopped speaking about this all day. I'm, I'm pretty vapid when it comes to television shows, but I like a really easy watch. And this delivered on all counts. It's basically... Four separate married couples all go away to Thailand, essentially, and they all they're all mixed up, so they live with each other's partners, and they've all got different marital problems. So, 
for example, there's one guy that called off the wedding because he didn't know if he wanted to commit. And then there's another oh guy. My. Yeah, and there's another guy who's really like, right, I stay, um, I go to work and then you stay at home and cook and clean. Oh my. And then there's another guy who's quite immature and not very ambitious, which again, isn't a bad thing, but I think it's a lot of different con- contributing factors. And then there's also a guy who's quite emotionally switched off. And then basically they're all repartnered. And it's basically to see whether they should be with their partner or whether they need someone more compatible. Oh, wow. Oh, I could really go into detail about this, but I'm really trying not to. Well, the reason I didn't watch them, because you messaged me excitably, being like, what are you doing? Get get this on. Because I'm really bad at watching TV shows in real time, so Liv's like my telly alerts. Oh, yeah, I'm like Radio Times. Yeah, literally (laughs) texting texting me in my inbox. But my mum's been here since last Monday so she's been here for nearly 10 days because she couldn't get home of, of the snow of last week um, and she has discovered Grace and Frankie which is something I still need to watch I mean we, we're just about still friends but if you don't watch it soon I'm going to get a bit cross yes yeah, so there's a number of things that are contributing every week and they're like Harry Potter every week you discover something new and you're like oh yeah Liv's not read Harry Potter I've read the first one but I'm a little behind a little behind <laughs> yeah you're like a decade behind that's me like it's just with Game of Thrones I'm like yeah I'll get there I'll get yeah, there yeah Game of Thrones not interested ha- Harry Potter however but anyway mm. mum's watching Grace, of, Grace and Frankie I've seen it all already but I am so happy to watch it again my memory is that bad that it's like watching it afresh this is like me with absolutely everything so that's why we couldn't watch it we're in series three at the moment and what's funny is actually watching it through my mum's eyes because she like I found it funny but mum is finding it absolutely hysterical because I think she identifies with quite a lot of the um the factors and I don't really want to know which ones because some some of it is a bit rude at parts Ooh, and uh, yeah is it a 12a oh absolutely there's a lot of f words in it oh effing and blinding yeah they talk about um lubrication and masturbating quite a lot quite, quite a kind of key storyline but anyway so I have been watching that and I've finally finished Queer Eye because it's taken me two weeks to watch it oh. and did you watch the last episode at the fire station no yeah today yeah I mean I don't <laughs> basically I think we should cancel the podcast for a week and just sit and watch telly I, I think, think yeah that's productive. a good idea I mean if we did that it would be a whole episode just about television so I finished watching Queer Eye and I'm really pleased because now I know all the names so I can remember Jonathan Bobby Tan Karamo and Anthony but um I do feel like different members of Queer Eye take on more work than the other for example Anthony not seeing do much more than, than grill a cheese sandwich or grill a hot dog. Yeah, I've seen a lot of like think pieces about whether he can actually cook, and apparently he can. So he wears a lot of amazing Strokes t-shirts. I've, I've yeah, since I've, he- I've heard about this. I've heard about his band t-shirt collection. But my my love for Jonathan is cemented. Oh. If Jonathan wants to replace Liv on the fringe of it, this is this is a plea out there. Right, I'm off then. up. <laughs> <laughs> But honestly, you know when you just want to be somebody's best friend. Yeah. And I don't know how I'm going to make it happen, but... Well, I'm hurt. So what have you been buying this week? Or have you? Have you had a week off? No, I've had a week off because in the snow, what what can you do? In fairness, everything I ordered, which wasn't very much, is one thing actually, which I'm going to talk about in a minute, didn't arrive for a few days. So even exactly. if I hadn't ordered anything. Well, that was the thing because this is where I was getting quite frustrated with the snow because once I'd finished all my Marks and Spencer's biscuits, um, what what is there to do? You can't, mm. you can't go out and shop. You can't order online because the snow is so bad that it's not going to get to you. So actually, it was quite good for me it was quite a good money saving week yeah quite therapeutic yeah maybe a few more of those actually would be really helpful. 
Adverse <laughs> weather, please. Just to help my bank balance. Yeah. So, yeah, a bit, a bit dry. What, what did you order that didn't arrive? I ordered a book. Ooh, it is the book called How to Break Up with Your Phone, um, which you can obviously break up with it after you listen to the podcast. Um, <laughs> do you keep listening? You can listen to your podcast on your desktop if you were going to go down this path. Yeah, exactly. So but It sounds quite severe. Do you know what? I've heard very, very good things about it. I read a piece about it on The Pool by Sally Hughes, and it's basically the 30-day plan to take back your life. So I think it's just to cut down on screen time, and I was quite intrigued by that. So Yeah, because I think I, I read the same piece, Sally was quite sick of her phone wasn't she yeah she was very sick and I do feel like I can even if I get in the bath I can spend a good hour just whiling away doing pretty much nothing and I think what was interesting is she felt that her phone was and work went hand in hand yeah so she said um that that piece that I read in the pool that you know she's a journalist she gets emails like notifications all day long so I think Sally was like well can I break up with my phone and actually I I think it's it's finding a balance isn't it oh 100% but I'd like to regain that balance I also have a copy of the f word by Lily Pebbles oh actually meant to bring you a copy because I have I have one for a friend and I thought you'd love it and I'm now am I now not getting it because I said that thing about Jonathan no Oh, yeah, you can go straight to Jonathan. Um, no, I will bring it to you next week, but I'm really excited I've to get... I've seen the cover, the cover looks... It's gorgeous, but it's all about female friendship. So I feel like, especially... This is a really good one to mention because we had such an amazing reaction to our friendship episode that I think it's really brilliant further reading if you are into that thing, kind of thing. I'm excited to receive my copy next week. I'm very, very excited to tuck in. So yeah, there's two books that I have received this week and I'm really excited to get into so very little shopping but you know sometimes getting a good book through the post is just as satisfying definitely I've got a big stack of books that I've not read Um, I'm actually rereading a book at the moment Mm. have I mentioned this on a previous podcast I'm not sure which one is it um Tara Moore playing big potentially yeah yeah I'm still I'm still plowing through that still on the okay I do need to order that one maybe I'll pop that on my list everyone needs to order that book I am it's all about women and taking up space and on the eve of international women's day you know what what could be better nothing Um, but it's all about your inner critic versus your inner mentor and how we all um have this inner mentor inside of us and we don't need to seek somebody for outside guidance actually everything you need is within I hope so, because I'm feeling quite nervous, and so hopefully it's all inside. <laughs> I'm stroking a fringe, sorry. Oh, there's a lot of stroking and patting. There's a lot of touchy-feely today, I don't know what's got into this I know, I, th- I think both of us just kind of need, need <laughs> a hug. need a good pat. Um, but yeah, I'm rereading that. Um, I read it when June wasn't very old, and I feel like I took things away from it, but I'm reading it. And some pages I'm thinking, did I read this page? It's good when you reread things like that because you sometimes take away new things. But I I genuinely feel that every woman everywhere should own it. It's really empowering. Shall we get on to this week's topic? Let's get on to this week's topic. So would you like to talk about what this is or should I introduce it? No, I will introduce it because I feel like I always leave it to you. This week's episode is all about getting out of a funk. Which is something we've both kind of been in the midst of. Yes, I feel like we really have. Um, I don't want to talk about the weather again, but I feel like it could be all the weather's fault, but I feel there are other contributing factors yes, as well. Yes, definitely. I feel like in the last couple of weeks, there's just been, you know, when life gets in the way of things and it can really like knock out your mojo and it's really difficult to kind of pull yourself back out of that. Absolutely. Some weeks and months you can feel like you're flying, like you're, you know, 
all the plates are spinning, oh. you, you know, you're juggling everything and every everything's kind of going really well. And then it can just take one little thing to knock you off. And then it can be really hard to climb out the hole, as I as I say. A hundred percent. I don't think it's exclusive to any one career, either whether you're in a creative industry or if you're online or if you're in an office. I think you can feel really top. It's even like taking criticism as well. Like I feel like if someone, I can feel really confident with a project and someone can say, oh, this isn't quite what we had in mind. And rather than take it on the chin and be like, yeah, absolutely, I can really go, oh my God, I'm useless at this. And then it can send you spiralling. And that's not necessarily relevant to what we're talking about. But I think things like that can put you into a funk. And even like personal things where you've had like a bit of a rubbish few days, it's really difficult sometimes to then kind of say, no, no, I can carry on. I feel honestly like I've been in a funk since January I normally find winter okay absolutely yeah I know um, I've got friends that you know have definitely said that they get sad you know season seasonal affective disorder is yeah. that right um and I've always kind of felt quite lucky that I've not really had that but I think this winter up until Christmas I think it's lovely but then January I found really difficult February especially and I don't know if it's because I have a baby now, and I think getting out when... Because you want to get out every day when you have a baby. Um, I found it... I just found it really hard. I just found it quite mundane. and Because I felt like I was in such a good creative flow before Christmas. And then January yeah. came. And I think because I wasn't expecting that funk either, it really... It really no- knocks you for seven, yeah, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Does it knock you for six or seven? Um, maybe eight. I don't know. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> it can knock you for any number it likes. But you're so right. And I had that particularly last January. And I remember... I made a pact to myself that every week I was going to see a friend or I was going to say yes and I really did and it really helped because I think when you are in that kind of place it's so easy to start turning things down absolutely or to be like oh no I don't want to leave the house or I feel a bit miserable and to the point where recently I had to go out for some friends for dinner and I really didn't fancy it not because I don't love those people but because I just felt really sad and really low and Joe was like go go because if you don't go you're going to look on Instagram and you're going to see everyone's had a great time and then you're going to it's going to kind of push you even further and I went and I had a really good time and that's what happened last year in the sense that I made sure that I was filming with different people I was going out for brunch with people I hadn't seen in ages and then it kind of even if it's just small things like you're just phoning a friend or sending a text and getting a little text back that says oh I'm thinking of you too it makes you it gives you that like little when you're feeling like you need it absolutely I think I need to stop saying absolutely I've noticed I've noticed it since you said that YouTube sniffy thing last week and um, when you said that sometimes on YouTube people comment if you you know if oh you yeah sniff if you're too a bit much. sniffy and um, I listened to last week's podcast and I was absolutely this and absolutely, absolutely that. that so I'm going to try my hardest not to but um I think it's really really hard I think for me in January everything you're saying I didn't even want to do that mm. you know when you do kind of turn away and go a bit into I don't know that's that's often how I deal with it but I think it's really important to try and get out even oh 100% getting out and pushing yourself is the biggest thing and I think there's nothing worse than like I don't at the time you can think oh I need to have a self-care day and just spend the day indoors but then one day turns into two days turns into three days yeah I think that I mean self-care is a totally different larger topic but I think sometimes self-care days yeah you do start off oh I'll just have a little self-care day but then it's actually wallowing sometimes it's quite difficult to actually know know which it is yeah definitely I think um somebody 
said, I'm sure it's somebody very wise and I should probably quote them, but I don't know who said it, who said salt water is the solution for everything. So tears, exercise and fresh sea air. Mm. There we go. I like that. And I definitely agree because I feel like when you're in a funk, a self-care day can often be quite difficult to do because you feel like, especially if you're working from home, you'll start something, you're about to finish it. And then you'll stop and then you'll start again. It's almost like trying to drive a broken down car when it's like the battery just will not go. And you're like, mm, mm, and you try it all day long. And then you get to the end of the day and you're just exhausted. And it almost makes you feel worse because you're like, I don't feel like I've succeeded at all. Yeah, what have I got done? That was me yesterday. Um, I was trying to do a number of things, juggling as well, I think. That can often... I wasn't actually trying to juggle. I can't juggle. Um, but I was trying to do a number of different things and I hadn't got anything done by the end of the day. But actually what got me out of my funk was you. Um, because I had to write a bio for something. And writing about yourself in the third person is... It's a mission. It's painstaking. It's horrible. However, I've now decided that I think every single every single person listening should do it. I think it's one of the most valuable things you can do. And... I had to do it a couple of weeks ago and I was dreading. I tried 500 words on myself and I thought I can barely string together five words about myself. And it really makes you take a look at your achievements. Like, or even if you don't feel like you've got many achievements or whether it's just personality based, it really makes you look at yourself when you have to do it and pick apart things. And it's so useful because it was only at that point when I looked at it, I was like, oh, actually you know, I've not done too many bad things. I think this could be quite a good way of getting out of a funk is listing and starting off something like that. Definitely. I think pen and paper and just even writing the fact that you live in a house or a flat, you know, you pay the rent, you pay the bills and you pay your mobile phone bill. I know I always go on about adulting, but you know, you've got to a certain point, you've had your first job, your second job, um, you know, you might have even gone freelance or whatever it is that you've done. I said to you earlier about the Emily Coxhead quote, um, Carly Kloss regrammed something that Emily wrote and it said if you're reading this you have survived your whole life up until this very moment you've made it through your darkest days you've experienced heartbreak and sadness love and happiness take a deep breath and know that you're doing a superb job look at you go what a effing superstar it's so true that would get me out of a funk any day I think Emily just needs to make that into a massive poster and post it around the world it's so true though that's the thing and you know you've you've done so much and it's only like it's sometimes the small things that people often deem as insignificant I think when you look at all those things it's very easy to be like you know what I have got quite a lot in me and I'm very capable and I'm very able of doing amazing things you know whether and I've said it before it doesn't matter what kind of scale those things are on either whether that's like you know caring for a child or which is a huge thing may I add but whether that's something like that or whether it's hosting a boardroom meeting in front of like 50 different people it's so subjective to that person but I think everyone's got it I think the, the important thing about um getting yourself out of funk is you have to break the cycle yes. and I'm not talking about a, you know a deeper rooted funk that you know could be um could be depression or something like yeah, that oh, uh, yeah this is this is a funk this is when you're just feeling a bit off like when a creative you're a bit, slump or yeah. like a, it's yeah this isn't a, like a mental health book we're not mental health experts yeah but I think I'm um, asking for help or you know sometimes when friends say are you okay and then we love to respond with yeah I'm fine and um, I actually it was really hard a friend messaged me and just said are you okay question mark and it took me ages to respond and I actually responded no I'm not and then we had a bit of a a bit of a chat but it was really hard to actually respond and say no I'm actually not feeling okay 
Um, yeah. And it, as I say, it was it was definitely a funk. It was just just an off day. But sometimes just opening up to somebody and saying, "No, I'm not feeling okay. Do you want to go for a coffee? Not a coffee because that'd be gross. A tea." Yeah, but it, I think it's that, and it's recognizing that that isn't a sign of weakness. And I've often, well, I often worry about like giving someone the burden if I feel a bit down. Or yes, why is that? I don't know. Like I often feel like, oh god, it's a burden if I say to someone. If, if I think because I'm quite like conscious of other people's problems I'm like oh no but they've got a lot of other things going on they don't need to know that I'm not all right not that it would matter but oddly um not that I not that I'm really pleased that you're not feeling great um but sometimes that we said with the loneliness episode and the friendship actually knowing that other people feel the same or have problems makes you feel better I don't know if that's a bit no but it means it kind of almost evens that imbalances out the playing field a bit because you think well we all feel like it like, we all have those moments where we're not feeling on top of our game. And I think when I felt like it, particularly a couple of weeks ago, I was very open and saying, you know, I don't feel all right. I feel a bit tearful. I feel a bit low. And I know it will pass, but at the moment, I just don't feel up for it. And that was fine. And people really were supportive of that. And that's sometimes what you need is someone say, oh, I felt like that recently. Or let me help you. Or because mm. I think I can do to take the load off. Or, you know, maybe we should go out for a cup of tea or something. And it's what you need is like almost to kind of someone to hand you that olive branch. Yeah, I think hormones as well. We've spoken about this quite a lot, but I think hormones can play such a big part in that funk. And um, this is another episode we definitely need to get into. Yeah. 100%. Well, for me, I started tracking my periods. Um, I don't think my dad's figured out how to listen to the podcast, so (laughs) we're fine. Um, But I now know when it's maybe my hormones causing a funk but I still don't believe it you know I still think that it's not my hormones it's still difficult though I think no matter what's causing it but I think yeah being able to recognize those times and be like it kind of helps ease the you know the strain of feeling like that a little bit because you're like okay this is totally natural yeah like this is the most natural thing in the whole world for me to feel like this right now yeah I think sometimes I I look at the app on my phone um I've looked at it before and then, then I figured out I was pregnant, but that's a whole, that was a whole different <laughs> That was story. a whole different app. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. Um, but yeah, you look at that and you think, oh, okay, my period's due in three days. That's potentially why yeah. I'm feeling like this. But every month I still don't believe it. Yeah. I'm like, no, you're lying to me. I genuinely, I'm in a funk and I'm never going to recover. Yeah. And but... then your period comes and you're like, oh, actually I'm, I'm all right. <laughs> but even, you know, it's not always period related, but I think knowing that this too shall pass, I think is yeah. a really great phrase. Oh, absolutely. And it will. And I think like, there's that other really cheesy phrase, which is like, if it's not okay, then it's not the end. And I sometimes think like that. Cause I, I think there are times where you feel, you can feel so down. And so like, you think I might, oh, I feel like this forever. And then you look back and you think, oh, two weeks I felt like that but now I feel great and I always kind of think about that when I don't feel great I'm always like well in a couple of weeks time I'm gonna look back at this period of my life and think well you made it through well that's why it's important I know I've mentioned my notebook before where I write down achievements but you told me that you do a bit a bit of a similar thing yeah you take screen grabs oh yeah like taking little screen grabs I think of like you know if someone says something nice to you not in like a really narcissistic way even if it is who cares like it's sometimes I think if someone you know pays you a nice comment or it sends you a nice email or you know in any capacity sends you a nice text and my screen grabbing it and then having it so when you're flicking through your phone you can be like oh that's nice yeah remember remember when I needed that little lift yeah and they're, they're all there and people still mean it 
<laughs> yeah, just because I told you that I was thinking about you and, you know, I'm here for Not me, thinking me. about you now. <laughs> yeah, sorry, that just applied to Wednesday at half past two and it's now uh, Thursday at quarter past four. Yeah, don't push it. Yeah. Don't bloody push it. But I think, you know, whatever you sometimes need, a little cheerleading squad in whatever capacity. Ask for it. Yeah. Shout from the rooftops because people will always come running. Or in the Facebook group. Yeah, oh my God. I feel like we should stop referencing this every week. But it is there. It's there for your disposal. But people, people are really opening up in there. And I think it's really, really beautiful. And hopefully we're going to meet some people from that Facebook group tonight. Hey! Also, speaking of people, we've had a few emails, which I think we wanted to quickly talk about. Because we have been totally spoiled this week. So thank you so much if you emailed in because we had a few lovely ones and we wanted to quickly discuss them as a little ending note because have we finished on our um, funk topics I do I thought that was quite a nice transition yes I thought (laughs) what you did there was very professional and almost kind of uh, DJ standard oh thanks I thought it was quite seamless but I just wanted to check and not get carried away so we had one which actually was sent 12 days ago me and Liv haven't been together um, to read them but this was sent in by Rachel and she said hi ladies just wanted to mention something that really struck a chord from this week's podcast and she was referring to episode two discussing confidence and comparison yesterday i failed my driving test it sucked i was devastated but today i've decided to celebrate just trying i've been ill for the past five years so my driving took a back seat i finally got to a place where i'm well enough to claim back some independence and learn to drive again i'm 26 it's long overdue but my life has essentially been on hold for the past few years so yes i failed but i'm celebrating the fact that i was well enough to try and that's pretty damn awesome so thank you for helping put a positive spin on my formerly crappy week i've ordered myself can you pronounce this mansa gabriel the bag. best kind of bag the best kind of bag last week and i was going to give myself when i passed now it's a well done for trying bag like, Yay! my test is rebooked and i'm going to try again until i pass and not beat myself up if it takes a while thank you ladies and looking forward to the next one that is the nicest email and i think it's such an important message as well so if this week you have tried something and you have failed or it hasn't gone to plan, know that you tried because that is the best thing. And we've both failed our driving test. I failed my driving test when, I can't even remember, I think I did it when I was maybe 20, um, hesitation at roundabouts, Ugh. which quite frankly, if drivers of the UK could use their indicators more, I wouldn't be hesitating. But anyway, the, the uh, instructor didn't really kind of deem that as an my excuse. My examiner took my wheel. Oh no, what happened? You have told me this. Yeah, I nearly bumped the curb. I ne- the active word being nearly bumped the curb. I mean, he, he didn't he should have let me bump the curb and then I could have been like, well, if it hadn't happened, we will never know. Exactly. We were probably <laughs> fine anyway. Um I then took um I think maybe a 5 year gap between doing mine and um Rachel who emailed has, you know, she's had health struggles. I didn't have that. I just had confidence issues I so have got, for her to do that is absolutely it's amazing it's so inspiring and I think we can all take a little nod out of that so well yeah, done Rachel well done Rachel and I think you're going to smash it next time and actually if you're not ready you're not ready I wasn't ready actually when when I was 20 and um, and I was just about ready when I was 25 and um, but I think there is a big kind of focus on driving and oh, yeah you know and just try, try and try again. I know, I really, that's one thing that I really struggle with still. I've passed my test, but I haven't got in the car since, which 
I I resent myself for because I think it's my own fault for leaving it so it's long. It's not though. It's it's so but I hate it. It's something that really gives me anxiety getting into a car and driving it. Like I'd much rather be the passenger. Well, you need to try, try, and try again. And that is what I'm gonna do. So thank you, Rachel. You've inspired me. So I'm gonna yeah, maybe get back in the car if the battery's not flat. So our second email is from Faye and she says, Hello ladies. I was wondering if you had any tips or advice on finding yourself in your twenties. I feel like lots of people hit their earliest twenties and just feel a bit lost. It's a time where your friends are either moving out, getting engaged or having babies. And I think that if you're not amongst those categories, it can be quite easy to feel like you are not where you should be. Um, I've heard from other lovely females amongst the blogging community that feeling stable and sure of yourself comes as you start to reach your late 20s. And I was wondering if this was something that could be true. Kind regards, Faye. I'm just going to reply. I should have let you read that email for... No, you go, you go. Yes, Faye. um, I've said it before. I think I I maybe say it every week, but age is a wonderful thing. The insecurity and the feeling of being lost in my early 20s was overwhelming. I still feel it occasionally, but nothing, nothing compared to to my early 20s. And, And it might just be specifically to me, but each year that passes, each month that passes, I feel like I know what I'm doing on this planet. Not in yeah. January, though. <laughs> Not in January. But you do become more sure of yourself. And Definitely. I feel like even though I have real times of uncertainty, it does come with more of a self-assurance as you get older. Like, you do kind of think, no, 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 I'm, I'm doing all right. I'm capable. It's just that thing, isn't it? And it's true that we worry so much about so many things. That, well, comparing um, yourself again. So looking at people that have moved out, got engaged, having babies. If you do any of those things for the wrong reasons, because, you know, your peers are, it's it's probably not going to end well. Yeah, well, there's, that's the thing. We need to take out that pressure of those things because they should all be, like, pleasurable moments in life. Absolutely. And things to look forward to. <laughs> I said absolutely again. Oh, absolutely. But it's true. They, these, these are all, like, landmark moments that should be things to look forward to and not things to rush. And coming from somebody who has moved out, got engaged and had a baby, it... When it does happen, it happens quite quickly. Yeah. And I don't mean that it happened in a close close space of time, but you just look back and you're like, oh wow. You know, that those five years of my life, I'm on I'm on the other side of them. So if I could take time back and kind of cherish those moments, I know it you you know, you can't like say when you've got a young baby, oh, you know, do enjoy it, it doesn't last long. Hindsight is, is a wonderful thing though. It really is, but as somebody who's come come through the other side, um it, it just happens all of a sudden. So just mm. enjoy where you are now, you know, celebrate your success, write down write down your bio and look at everything that you've done. Hundred um, percent. To, yeah. to this point in time so far yeah just make the most of where you're at now because you're only going to be here once absolutely <laughs> is that morbid <laughs> i was going to say absolutely but i stopped myself 100 percent. well me and liv i've got to go downstairs we're in a hotel room i don't know if we actually made that clear at all at the start but um we have to go downstairs and hopefully meet some exciting people from the internet ah! so thank you for everybody that listened last week and for the sound quality and snow we are back together until Liv goes to New Zealand. Which will be next week. So there may be a little dip in sound quality again. Um, I think we're going to be recording it over the airwaves. So please bear with for the next couple of weeks. But we will be delivering the goods. Um, they just might be, you know, four and a half stars instead of five. But, you know. Um, oh, I found out that... Um, so some of the lower ratings that we've had on iTunes. Somebody rates us lower because of the sound quality. Which is fair enough. Completely but as I, as I said, you 
do send us an email and we'll, we'll try and sort <laughs> things out there first. But my two of my best friends and my mum thought that what you had to do on iTunes when you rated somebody was light up the stars one by one. So obviously if you start oh off hitting the number one star because they thought that you had to hit all five stars. Wow. Um they ever rated anything before no but didn't I tell you I clearly rate too many things online (laughs) I love rating but yeah so um I just thought that I would let you know that my mum rated us uh two stars I think she figured out how to get to two but not to five wow I mean it's fair it's fair I've been sitting on my foot the whole time (laughs) Are you okay there, Liz? Yes, yeah, I've just You've got pins Yes, massively. Right, I think on that note that we're going to go, but thank you for listening. Thank you for the lovely comments in the Facebook group and your emails. Yeah, we, will, we love them. We can read some more out next week. Woohoo! And hopefully we will speak to you next week. We will indeed. Have a wonderful week and we will speak to you again soon. Bye-bye. Bye. 